We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. Luke chapter 24, verse 49, then Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Jesus said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Then in the book of Acts chapter 1, Luke recorded these words. Being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Father, add your anointing, your clarity to the Word of God this morning. I pray for every person in the sound of my voice, whether they're standing in the sanctuary, whether they're watching online, and for those who will watch online in the future, I pray now that you would pierce our hearts. Help us to hear the voice of the Spirit of God. And give us a desire for more of you. In Jesus' name I ask it. You may be seated. I wanted to continue to talk to you about Pentecost because I believe that Pentecost is extremely essential to the church today. I'm convinced the church cannot be built outside of the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm convinced it's impossible to please God outside of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. The scriptures we just read this morning, Luke actually records both instances where Jesus told the disciples to stay in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. You can go back to John chapter 14, and you can see Jesus saying to disciples, it's good for me to go back to heaven to return to my Father, because when I do, the Holy Spirit will come to you. He will teach you, He will counsel you, He will guide you. And then in this passage, He says, He will empower you. The role of Holy Spirit is so critical in the life of the believer, we cannot minimize it. We cannot ignore it, brush over it, say it's a thing of the past. I've come to tell you this morning, Holy Spirit is the one who brings you to Jesus Christ. He is the one who brings conviction into our hearts and our lives and makes us aware of issues and habits that should change within us. We desperately need Holy Spirit in our lives every single day. We see the promise of Jesus. We see it prophesying what was going to happen. It was actually fulfilled then on the day of Pentecost, which we know in Jewish tradition was the celebration of the harvest. When they thanked God for the blessings that had been over their life for the previous year, when they brought the sheaves and waved them before the Lord and said, thank you for what you provided for us. Pentecost really is a time to celebrate the harvest. You and I should understand that. The reason Jesus gave for sending Holy Spirit into our lives was so that we may receive power to be witnesses unto Him. He said to the disciples in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the world. When Peter preached that sermon on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, I believe it's verse 42, he said, this promise, speaking of the Holy Spirit filling your life, this promise is to everyone who believes to the Jews and to the Greeks, and to as many as call on His name. Do you realize with that statement, Peter took away every argument for, well, that's just a dispensational thing. 
that's just for a certain time. That passed away with the death of the apostles. No, he said the promise is to as many as the Lord our God shall call. So that tells me today the promise of Holy Spirit indwelling us, baptizing us, filling us is for you and me even yet today. I started thinking this week, what would it be like if we spent 10 days praying and waiting on God? What would it be like? What would we experience if we set aside time every day, devoted it to the Lord and said, this is yours. I won't allow anyone to rob it. What would happen in our lives? See, the disciples waited 10 days from the time Jesus ascended into heaven until Holy Spirit was poured out upon them on the day of Pentecost. We really don't know for sure what they were doing during that 10 days, but I'm sure they were praying. I'm sure they were praising. I'm sure they were looking at the scriptures as they had them. I'm sure they were asking for the promise of the Father. What would happen if you spent 10 days simply saying, God, do something in me and through me. Let me experience you as I've never experienced you before. What would happen? Well, the first thing that would happen is you'd realize that human effort is not enough to do what God has called you to do. See, too many times we have relegated church growth to programs and plans and people, when in reality, church growth only comes through the power of the Spirit of God moving in and through the life of God's people so they shine as a brilliant light into a darkened world and men are drawn unto Him. Every person hearing me this morning, myself included, has a responsibility to be full of the Holy Ghost. To be filled with the power of God from on high because it's there we recognize human effort is not enough. Zechariah said it this way in the Old Testament from chapter 4 verse 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. See, we need to understand the Bible clearly teaches us our wisdom is foolishness to God. But when we begin to flow in God's wisdom, He fills us, He floods us, He overflows us, He gives us God thoughts, God dynamic, God creativity to reach the world for Jesus Christ. <clears throat> we need to understand we are responsible to be filled with the Spirit of God. Human might or power is not sufficient. Let me say it again, human might or power is not sufficient to accomplish the task that God has assigned to you and me. What was the task? To be witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the other parts of the world. To be witnesses in Tallahassee, in Florida, in the United States, and around the world. To be witnesses. See, so many times we've convinced people the only thing you have to do is come to church on Sunday morning, throw a buck in the offering plate, carry your Bible every now and then, smile and shake the preacher's hand, and all is good. I'm telling you, all is not good if we're not filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. We've got to set aside those vain religious traditions and embrace what God wants to do in our life, even, <coughs> even, if it challenges everything that we have grown up in, every religious structure and tradition, every sacred cow, I'm telling you, everything has to bow at the foot of the Holy Spirit because we need His power. 
Human effort is not enough. Human effort is not enough. I've always been a hard worker. Going up on a farm does that to you. Wasn't unusual when we came here to work 80 or 90 hours a week because of all that needed to be done. But I realize my efforts outside of the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit are just that. My efforts. But when He joins, when He takes control, when He fills with power and dynamic, all things begin to change. It's amazing what God does when we yield our efforts to His power. Can I tell you again, human effort isn't enough. It's not going to get you there. It's not going to accomplish the assignment that God has placed upon your life. Holy Spirit is the one who stimulates all personal and corporate growth within the church of Jesus Christ. Jesus already told you, he already said it, that when I go away, I'm sending the Holy Spirit and that's going to be good for you. Well, if we believe everything else he says, why don't we believe that? We all believe He is the author and the finisher of our faith. We all believe that He is the sacrificial lamb for our sins. We all believe He rose again from the dead on the third day. Then why don't we believe when Holy Spirit comes, it's good for us? Somebody get that in your spirit. You've got some stinking thinking, some errant doctrine that's been driven into you over the years. Get it out right now. Lay it before the Lord. And let Spirit of God fill your heart and fill your life to such a degree you recognize my effort isn't enough. I have got to allow God to take control of my life, to lead me, to guide me, to direct me, and to accomplish what He wills in me. Second thing you're going to realize when the Holy Spirit comes and invades your life is that He softens hearts. He softens hearts. Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27 says, I will give you a new heart. And put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. I'll give you a new heart. I tell you, there's some stony hearts in this room. I'm smiling when I said it. Doesn't that matter? There's some stony hearts in this room. Kind of reminds me of the pastor in Florida who was lamenting that his church wasn't growing. And he said, the problem is, in the wintertime, Florida is so beautiful, people don't see a need for heaven. And in the summertime, it's so hot, they're not scared about hell. (coughs) Pardon me. (coughs) In the summertime, they're not afraid of hell. Holy Spirit softens hearts. I made that other mic. I need to get away from this one. The other thing about Florida is it has bad allergies. Tallahassee anyway. Pray for me. I can get through this. Holy Spirit softens hearts. He takes out that hard heart, that heart of stone, and replaces it with a heart of flesh that he can move upon, he can guide, he can direct, he can mold into his will and into his plan. In 1976, the Holy Spirit was working on me, trying to bring me into the family of God, and I resisted for a long time. 
but it kept working. The furnace and the fire of the Spirit of God kept melting and molding until finally one night on a Sunday night, I knelt and asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior because the Holy Spirit softens hearts. I've come to tell you this morning, you're not too far away. Your heart is not too hard. You haven't said things that disqualify you or alienate you from the presence and the power of God. He's here this morning to bring you into the family because he's softening your heart right now. Some of you have family members or friends you've been praying for, asking God to save them, to turn their life around. Pray it this way. Holy Spirit, soften their heart. Holy Spirit, soften their heart. Holy Spirit, melt their hard heart. Holy Spirit, soften their hearts. You see, because the entrance into the family of God is dependent upon the Holy Spirit softening our hearts. The third thing we find when we allow Him to fill us is that He gives us power. You can read that in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. We just read it as our text this morning when He said very clearly, John baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days hence or from now. Chapter 2, you can read it again. It says that he will fill you with power, power. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. One of the most amazing works in the life of the believer is when the Holy Spirit comes and baptizes you in his power, completely overcomes you, floods you, fills through you, and changes a lot more in you. I'm not talking about a second conversion experience. I'm talking about an encounter with the Most High God that gives you the impetus, the power to be a witness unto Him. I'm not talking about doing it in yourself. I'm talking about doing it in the power of the living God. I got saved in January of 1976. Later that year, it was actually July. I don't remember the date. I was on a John Deere 5020 tractor in a wheat field in western Oklahoma plowing that field. And I'd been asking God for all he had for me. And I'll never forget it. The red dirt was blowing around us. The hot wind was whistling through that, that tractor shade. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit on a John Deere tractor in the middle of western Oklahoma. What am I saying? I'm saying, break apart that conception. I've got to be in this house. I've got to be in this place. This person has to pray for me. If I can just get to that preacher. No, get to the Holy Ghost. Let the Spirit of God do something new and mighty and amazing in your heart and in your life. Because you'll receive power. You'll receive power. At that time, I was living in Enid, Oklahoma. I was driving a church bus every Sunday. And from that moment forward, all of a sudden, not only these kids that I was picking up and bringing to church, but I went on visitation every Saturday, knocked on every door of every child, talked to their parents, confirmed they'd be ready the next morning. God began melting the hearts of those parents. And one after another, after another, after another, they didn't come on the bus, they came on their own car, they accepted Christ as their Savior, their lives were turned around because that's what Holy Spirit does. That's His role is to bring men to Jesus Christ, to point men to the Savior. Why wouldn't we want Him to do that in our hearts and in our lives? See, we need to understand that when Holy Spirit fills us in such a powerful and a wonderful way, something happens in us that is expressed outwardly. Peter said, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men, or <clears throat> your young men will dream dreams. Your old men will... Well, I've got that wrong somehow. 
My mind didn't work in this morning. You can read it, Acts 2, 17 and 18. It's there. It says, actually, your young men will see vision. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. You see, when the Holy Spirit fills us, it opens up a whole new realm and dynamic of Him to work through us. What we call the gifts of the Holy Spirit begin operating in our lives. They were absent prior to that. They begin operating in our lives, and we see God do amazing and marvelous and miraculous things. Now, I want to caution you. I don't think you need to chase every prophet and say, I need a word. I think you need to chase Jesus and get it from the Holy Ghost. I think you need to understand that God speaks to his people directly and specifically. However, there are times when he will use another person through the gifts of the Holy Spirit to impart wisdom and insight and guidance and direction and hope and faith and trust into your heart and into your life. So I don't minimize that, but I want to tell you, he wants to talk to you. He wants to speak to you. Allow him to do that as the Holy Spirit fills your heart and fills your life. Another great thing that happens when we're filled with the Holy Spirit is we begin being led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. Suddenly we're not operating in our own wisdom, our own knowledge, our own intellect, our own experience, but we're operating, oh listen to me, from the vast resources and treasures contained in the heart and mind of God. So, if you could come up to me and you say, I need some advice, Pastor, can you help me out? Maybe I can, maybe I can't. But if you go to the Father, and you say, Father, I need some advice. I don't know what to do. Will you help me out? Can I assure you, he will speak into your heart. He will speak into your life. He will guide you. He will direct you. He will lead you in pathways of righteousness. Oh, somebody, get it in your spirit. Quit looking to every Tom, Dick, and Harry for advice and look to the throne. Look to God. God's never wrong. He never gives bad advice. I do. I am. I'm fallible, but my God is infallible. He knows the end from the beginning, the first from the last. He understands where you're at, where you're going, where you're going to be. He sees tomorrow. Why wouldn't you seek advice from God who can see tomorrow? It's time to stop looking to men and women as our source, our supply, and our answer, and look to the Spirit of God because He guides us. He leads us. He directs us. The scripture says he's like the wind that blows where it wills. No one tells the wind how to blow except the Father. What direction to blow from except the Father. Same true with Holy Spirit. We cannot so contain him. Now listen to me. So wrap him up and tie him down so it fits our little petty theology and ideas and partial experiences and think this is the way he has to do what he wants to do for the rest of my life. I've ran into people like that. Well, you know, Pastor, the last church I was in, they had three messages in tongues and five prophecies. Get over yourself. Or, well, you know, Pastor, our greatest day was 1987. I got news for you. God's not in 1987. He was there, but it's moved on. And if you've set up your camp in 1987, you're missing everything that he's doing today. Let it go and move forward. Let it go and move on and see what God wants to do. He's the author of new things, new things. And he helps us when we pray. What did Paul write in Romans 8, 26 and 27? In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. 
We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes through us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He searches our hearts. He knows the mind of God because the Spirit intercedes for God's people according to God's will. Isn't that a great thing? Suddenly, Jesus said, it's good if I go to heaven because I'm seeing the Holy Spirit. And when he comes, he's going to be your counselor. He's going to be your guide. He's going to be a teacher. He's going to bring all things to your remembrance when you need them. And oh, by the way, he's going to fill you with power and you'll be an effective witness. And on top of that, when you don't even know what to pray, when your heart is so torn apart, when you're so trapped in the problems of today, he will pray through you according to the perfect will of God. Oh, come on, somebody. That alone is worth saying, I want more of you. I want more of you. Forget every other benefit. Just to have Holy Spirit pray through me according to the perfect will of God. To pray through me in the absence of my wisdom, in the vacancy of my assurance, my peace, and my knowledge of what to do. He steps in and he prays according to the perfect will of God. Father, speak to our hearts right now. Create such a hunger in this place for you that someone will take that challenge and say, I want to separate time for 10 days just to see what God's going to do in me. Just to see what God's going to do in my church. Just allow him opportunity to renew and restore. Tom, would you come back? As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Jesus said, if you deny me before me, and I'll deny you before the Father. I asked you to pray that prayer earlier today and ask him to become your Lord and Savior. But the second step to accepting Christ is to publicly confessing your belief in him. To saying to those around you, my life changed today, I accepted Jesus. So if you prayed that prayer this morning, or if you need to pray it right now, and ask Christ to come into your life and be a part of your life, would you just right where you sit, slip up your hand and say, that's me, preacher. That's me. Come on, slip up your hand right where you sit. That's me. Is a wait a moment. Yes, sir. Anyone else? Is a wait a moment. Yes, sir. Anyone else? This is your day. This is your time. This is your hour. Slip up that hand and say, pray for me. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.